You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm in the air conditioning, so I'm doing very well right now. I know, man. It is warm outside. It's scorching, baby. It's scorching. It's uh, South Carolina, early June, early heat, and uh, but we continue on. Tournaments run on. We keep going. Yes, so. we do. That's what you do here. That's what we do here, especially this time of year. We uh, Our junior crowd, everybody's on it right now, but we, we were very fortunate the 1st of June. We had our upstate junior up there at Smithfield's Country Club with our boy Chuck. My man, Chuck Conley. Chuck Conley up there. He yep. uh, had the golf course good for us, and then staff up there did a great job and uh, had a couple good days. And and the girls in 13, 13 to 18 year old division, we had a champion from Bluffton, South Carolina, went all the way up to Easley. Wow. Uh, Ann Fernandez shot, shot 71 70. Congratulations. 141. So she actually had the uh, low score of everybody that played the golf tournament. That's wow. the low score we had. Um, and then another surprising event in the boys 13 to 18, uh, we had the youngest champion ever. A, mem- a club member. Yes, yeah. Jace Danbaum, uh, 14 year olds. Yeah. Shot right. 70, 73, 143, and took a one stroke victory over our boy Jay Smith out of Florence. Jay's been playing good. Right. But I saw it on social media how he was the youngest, yeah. or he came from a younger division. Said it was his home course. He was ready to rock and roll, and he showed it, boy. He went out there and put it out there and, and, uh, Brought it home. You know, that's that's tough to do when you go to your home course and, oh, yeah. and have to try to win something. Yeah, it's not easy at it's all. It's not easy. The pressure. Good yeah. for him. It was good. It was good. And they uh the the junior crowd followed that up. You know, they the junior golf association runs our junior championship for the South Carolina Golf Association. Yep. Right. Makes sense. And uh we've had two different qualifiers to get into that championship uh this year. We had one at Hartsville where we had uh, 28 players qualify, they sh- 81 or better. Good. Got in there at yep. Hartsville and then brought another one to Mid-Carolina just this past Tuesday and uh, had 17 players uh, that shot 75 or better Wow, out there to, to get the spots. So we, we're excited, man. This, that junior championship's coming up next week. We'll be at Florence Country Club. You know, we talked about the heat. Yeah. The forecasted heat right now, Alan, is 104, 108, 102. Those are actual temperatures, folks. So Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. The key to that is to start hydrating early, not the day of. That's right. Uh, so we've sent that information out. Hopefully everybody will listen and start doing that, including our staff and our spectators and our, our volunteers, everybody's involved. I mean, it's just going to be hot. We're going to have coolers on just about every golf hole out there with water on them. We're giving yeah. out those those towels, those frog towels, what have you, for, yeah. for all the kids. So. Two, two things real quick. So, one, with the junior qualifiers, I remember when I ran one at Barnwell with Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Way back in the day. And Cody Prevost was trying to qualify, and Caleb Prevost, who was probably eight or nine at the time, literally sat on that putting green and putted for four and a half, oh, five God. hours. And my wife, I took her with me. She worked that tournament, you know, was along with me. And she's like, that little young, that little kid has not quit all day. And then <laughs> and he's on the corn for you tour. So. Yep. Uh, and then Tom Meeks. Talking about drinking water or something yeah. it, in a, a meeting we had, how he drank a gallon of water at the U.S. Open, I think it was Shinnecock one year, okay. and never had to go to the bathroom because he was sweating it out. Yeah. It was that hot. So I can imagine, man. It gets hot. I mean, we've had a few days already, but they're talking about next week. It's just going to be crazy hot. And, you know, we're just talking about actual temperatures. Who knows what right. the heat indices are going to be. Hopefully yeah. the humidity is not too terrible and it's a little, maybe a little breeze, a hot breeze. Well, good luck to those kids. I've never seen 108 in South Carolina. No. So we'll see what happens. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be something. But we'll we'll get through it. We'll make the best of it. We're looking forward to a great event there. Um, 
And then, Alan, just yesterday we got back from uh, – we did the Dudley Sullivan father-son up at Greenville Country Club again. Uh, my my uh, my record is still true. I, I got there at noon, and we blew the horns at 2.30. Did you really? Yep, yep, Man. yep. Man, two and a half hour rain, lightning delay, but uh, we, we stuck it out, got everything done. I had 102 teams compete. I had broken up into five divisions. We did – the top two divisions played at Chanticleer. Okay. And the other three divisions played over at Riverside, which yeah. is, as you know, yeah, that's my favorite. Great golf course. I like that one better. Both great golf courses. Yeah. Um, but when it was all said and done for the final spot for the championship holders of the father son in 2022, we had a three way playoff at a score of 69. Wow. And you know, mind you now, select drive, alternate shot. Yeah. Minus three, 69. That's a pretty good. That's Chanticleer. Yep, at Chanticleer. That's strong. I mean, my dad and I had to quit playing that a long time ago. <laughs> it was killing the relationship. But uh, Eric and Eric Nord, along with Rob and Austin Reeves and Jeff and Weston Bell. Man, that's uh, awesome. We were in the playoff. And, and when it was all said and done, Jeff and Weston Bell pulled it out on the last hole, two-hole playoff, got it done on 18 there. Yeah. And uh, they're for their second title. I think they won in 2019, I believe it was. That's awesome. Good for um, the Bell family. Yeah, they're, 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 so they were excited. And they, they – <laughs> They had to wait around. They had finished their round before Early. that two-and-a-half-hour lightning delay, so they had to sit around oh, all afternoon. Really? Yeah, yeah. Man. So, but we got it done, as we generally do. We've got our great team was working together, and uh, we were uh, excited to get everybody done. We weren't sure there at one time what was going to happen towards yeah. the end, but we got it We got it done. Did it, Did you get affected at both courses? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, they're, what, a mile, mile and a half apart. Right. So we actually blew the horns. We've got some new radios now where we can actually communicate back and forth across – Wow. From coast to coast, actually. By satellite? Uh, it's called Relay. Okay. Um, they, they work off of off of, uh, they work off of phone huh. cellular services. That's cool. It is really cool. It's, yeah. it's been, they've been good. It's a good tool for us. And But, but yeah, so we actually were communicating with each other and blew the horns at the same time yesterday. So nice. So it worked out well. Yeah. Um, so we got that bias. And like I said, we're getting ready to hunker down. We got some things coming up next week. Like I said, Junior Championship at Florence Country Club. Uh, we'll be there all week long. Got really excited for them, and, and our staff's got a lot of good, good things set up for that crowd. Yeah. Uh, we go straight from there that weekend. We go to Santee at Lake Marion. We got our lefty righty. We got sixty-two teams for the lefty righty. Wow! I mean, I remember 10, 12 years ago, uh, we were we we're out recruiting players trying to get teams. Yeah, for I know. That, but now I we know. get sixty-two teams. So we're, that's great, man. It's great. That's a, tra- um, that's a summer tradition, Lake Marion, the lefty right. That is. That is. And we go right from there. We finish, That's Saturday, Sunday. On that next Monday, that 27th, we've got our first amateur qualifier at Coosaw Creek. Good luck. Yeah, and then the, tw- the the 30th, that Thursday, we've got an amateur qualifier up at Willow Creek. So um, we're getting going with those. we got four of those. I was real excited. We had our, our deadline came for the state amateur, and yeah. we had a total of just under 400 ap- total applications. Wow. Yep. Is that a record for the Dunes Club? It's it's up there in the top three. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, the Dunes Club. I can see yeah, that happening. Yep. So it was. Uh, we were excited. We got a lot of a lot of people trying to be a part of that championship, and we're we're looking forward to the first of August and getting that one done. Now, that's always a great one. Uh, I love that week. Yeah, man. But you might have seen a theme here with Florence and Florence Country Club and our junior championship, yep. and that kind of goes to kind of what this whole series of cast have been the last few times, but. Uh, uh, we got our man Steve Bear, a longtime pro there at Florence Country Club. One of my favorites, absolute favorites. You worked for him for a while, right? I did for a few years, yeah. yes, sir. He's a good one, man. He is absolutely a, a peach. He does all everything he can for us, and uh, he's a great one. We're looking forward to spending next week with him, and and uh, maybe maybe he and I can sit down in Apple Annie's and listen to the <laughs> podcast together. I'm sure you uh, get everybody to listen to it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So well, Steve's a great one, man. Uh, 
we've got other good ones coming up after this. But yep. Florence Jr. So the interesting thing is you have you come going back there for the Grant Bennett too, correct? Yeah, we come back like two weeks later for the Grant Bennett. That's so cool of them. So it's uh, yeah, it's really going to be good, and we're we're basically going to set up run a three-day golf tournament, take a break, and then run another three-day golf tournament two weeks later. Yeah, but it's a great venue. It's a great venue. Great place to do it. No place I'd rather be. Well, here you go, Steve Bear. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. My man, Steve Bear. Welcome to SCGA Off the Hodzel. No, good, always good to be with you guys. It's a privilege, man. We got Steve out of the shop and away from the scoreboard. And I know. We've done Hap, Clem, and Steve. My golf career is wrapped up. Right. That's, so the, uh, that's the. This is my trifecta right here. <laughs> All right. So, something I just learned. You've been here almost 26 years. 26 this August. Yeah. Moved here in what year? 96. Okay. We'll get That's that math that you're not yeah. accustomed to a lot of. No, no, no. I try not to. Uh, and we'll get back to 96 here in a minute. How'd you get introduced to golf? Uh, my dad. Yeah, my dad uh, was Baptist minister. Uh, we grew up in a little town, Holly Hill. Yeah. Um, and he was a good player. I'm the youngest of four boys, four preachers, kids. Yeah. Um, but he would take us out a little bit and um, and play. And uh, he was a, he was a good player, really. Uh, was he? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I'll tell you a story here in a minute about him. But he, uh, he, he introduced us all to it. But where where did you play? Holly Hill. Holly Hill Country Club. Well, let me ask you this, because my mother's, my grandfather was not a preacher, but he started a church because the Baptist church was not Baptist enough. So, I kind of know how it is to grow up in an environment like that. Was it was it tough growing up with a Baptist preacher for daddy? He was no dad. wasn't I mean, he was. Okay. He, he was the best dad in the world. Great. Right. He devoted his life to his family and to the good Lord. But, um, but not 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 really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So, what's the story you want to talk about? His golf. He, he was uh, a couple things. He um, didn't play Augusta, right? Yeah. Well, that was the one I was going to tell you. He that's just the way he was. We had a member at Wild Dunes that was a member, and he would he took us a couple times and. I think I told you the story before. I, my my dad and I would spend a day at the at the Masters every year, and um, I got to know this guy well enough that he asked me to play. And I said, "Hey, can uh, I'd love to go, but can my dad play in my spot? And I'll just walk around with him." He said, uh, "He said that'd be great. Same to come on. We're going next week." And he told me when, and that's when I called my dad and I said, uh, "I said I got good news. We got you on Augusta National." And he said, "Well, when is it?" And I said, it's next Sunday. Oh. And uh, he said, I can't do it on Sunday. And I said, Dad, the good Lord will forgive you <laughs> for playing Augusta the next Sunday. And you know you. what? He, um, he wouldn't do it. That's really? just the way he was. And uh, the unfortunate part was I never got the opportunity again. So, Take it back. Yeah. Did you get your yeah. spot back? Um, I think I did go. Did you say you, so you played on Sunday? I did. I did. But, uh, that didn't stand for Steve. But, oh, but I hated yeah. that for him. No, that's crazy. Know? That's yeah. that's. Yeah. That's commitment. Yeah, that's serious yeah. commitment. Yeah. Did you play any junior golf tournaments? 
Yeah, you know, back then we didn't have the big right. one was as the state junior at, at Lexington. It was there each time. And basically our schedule, and, and when I played in the Al Esposito okay. at the Muni in Charleston, yep. uh, we'd play in the junior azalea. Um, they had an old event in Orangeburg at Hillcrest, the Kiwanis Club put on. <laughs> and um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know. It's a whole different ball game now. A little it? bit different ball game now, yeah. And that was uh, – so – when 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 did you graduate high school? I guess this was nineteen seventy eight. So seventy eight, yeah. late seventies. Yeah. yeah. You remember who won the junior championships by any chance when you would have? Um, I was on that squad. I was on one of the with uh, right. with, you, uh, with Tony Nimmer yeah. and John Spellman. We had a good, it was a heck of a, a, a team. Tony, Tony Nimmer won in seventy eight. Yeah, I think Tony won that my last time. But you were the first father son duo, I believe, to play the Charlie always when I when Stevens with me. Georgia South Carolina team matches. Yeah, 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 I think that's right. Is that right? I never yeah. put that together. Yeah. There may be yeah. one another one now, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were the only ones at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, but the year you played on that team, the clothing and the photo, the photo that hangs in the office, right. SCJ office. Right. There's some good-looking bell-bottoms. Oh, bell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've always said you could start at the top one, which I think was 76 when Dad was there the first one. He's got that big that big fly collar coming out of that jacket. Oh, and yeah. You can just see the, the tr- fashion trend throughout the years of, of all the way to where we yeah. are now. So. Oh, yeah. You could definitely tell the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> can you remember anybody else who's on that team? Um, yeah, let's see here. Spellman, John Spellman, um, Tony. Donald Clement wasn't on your team? I don't think Donald was on that one. Um, McBride? A little later than that. No. McBride must have been later, too. It was a, it was a, it was a good crew. Mm -hmm. It was a good squad. Yeah, Tony Nimmer. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. So, how did you get recruited to College of Charleston? Um, I went, um, this is a quick story. Back in, in, in the 70s, they had an event. It was in um, Oklahoma. And they took the Class A, it's when it was Class A, Class 2A, 3A, 4A, and they would, uh, sorry, and they would do the, um, um, they would get the four medalists together, and you'd meet at a venue, you'd have an 18 hole playoff. The winner got to represent South Carolina at the national. So it was one person from each state that played, and the top oh, wow. five made the All America team. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I went, it was at Kings Grant in Somerville. I think I was a single or double A champion, but I won the playoff. The, 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 not the Kiwanis Club, but the Lions Club in Holly Hill raised some money. And my dad and I, we went out to, it was called the Fortune Park out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, um, I actually finished. Willie Wood was there. Some guys on my team, but I finished in the top five, and yeah. uh, so I made the high school All America team, and um, that helped me a little bit. I, I got okay. I, I wasn't heavily recruited. I mean, I, I got an offer from the Citadel okay. and the College of Charleston, and um, you weren't Citadel material. I ended up going to the College of Charleston. <laughs> I think you made a good I had, choice. <laughs> I, but I had a lot of good Citadel buddies, but yeah, well, but I, I love the College of Charleston. That's back when Hazen was real. Right. You know, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Yeah. What, where did you play at the College of Charleston? What call, call courses did y'all play? We would play the Muni, Snee Farm, Patriots Point, um, and occasionally we get to go out to Kiowa. Well, I was going to ask if the Kiowa courses were, were there. I, could, I didn't they know. They were there, were they? I don't know when they were well, there. Well, I tell you what was there because when, we lead, when, I, when I, I worked in the bag room in my last two years at the College of Charleston, and it was only one golf course there when I got into golf business with, with Tommy yep. Cuthbert was Marsh Point, which is now Cougar Point. Yep. Okay. And um, so that would have been right. Kiowa opened, and that course opened in 76. 
So okay. it, it just opened. Wow. Okay. And we worked in the bag room there, me and a few guys on the team. And then um, when they built Turtle Point, which was, um, I think, uh, 79, 80, I went down there and worked for there the first year before I moved over to uh, with Terry and them at Wild Dunes. Okay. So, yeah. so you worked with Cuthbert. Yeah. And then just an opening? Did you get recruited? I, we, well, we were in the bag. We did bags for a couple of years, and we got to know. We got, had a great relationship with Tommy. Yeah. And um, I'm probably one of the most blessed individuals. To, to, I had Tommy Cuthbert as a mentor. Right. And then to eventually move to to the Isle of Palms at the Empress stages there with Terry Florence, obviously. Did you know Terry Pryor? Not really. I'd met him at the Al Esposito at the Muni. He was he was Al's assistant at the Muni okay. and, until he really? w- took the job at Wild Dunes, I think, in 1979, 1980. Yeah. So when you went to Wild Dunes, was it 36 holes already? No. we were. Uh, I went there in 82. It was just the Lynx course, and then we opened the harbor in 86. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So tell, give me some early Wild Dunes stories. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a great – I think – Don Johnson, tell me about Don Johnson. I mean, we we had some interesting times there. That's that's one fun thing there at Kiowa and those places. You never really know who's going to walk in the door. But um, I think what made separate us it was a great golf course. Obviously, two good courses, but the staff we had was really special. I mean, it, you didn't feel like you were being run through a factory there. I mean, we had obviously Terry Florence, uh, Leanne, yep. um, and uh, I can remember when we when we got there, Leanne was actually at Seabrook. And um, had Marty there, Tommy, um, good group. And um, I told Terry, I said, Terry, we need to get Leanne Brown, okay? And um, he said, I agree. Let's see if we can work on that. So he uh, eventually we kind of weeded her uh, and got her over there with us, which was a huge Yeah, uh, she was merchandising? Yeah, she was a merchandise manager, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, Chris Miller should tell a story about when they were developing the driving range. You ever heard that story about you gonna sell a million dollars worth of range balls? Well, yeah, that's the, it was back when the Finches had it. But that range still, if you, you've seen it, I mean, yeah. we used to go down there. We had two boats, and basically, you, if you, we, everybody take a shift down there, and we had the floating balls, and you go down there with a net. Two of us getting those boats and paddle around and take balls and throw them back out. And it's, I think, it's still like that down there. Yeah, it was supposedly know? Terry said, "I need more." area and, and yeah. he said well you're not gonna sell a million dollars with the range balls that you and marty live together marty and i lived there we had a uh a, a doctor um his name was alan trailer and a- alan actually passed away last year but a great guy we kind of he had a couple uh kids and we kind of brought them up and uh then God bless Alan. He uh, he gave us a good rate to stay there. So oh, we, it was right there on property. So uh, okay, you know we weren't knock, knocking down a lot of uh, a lot of money, but but he was he was that was big for him to let us do that. So what was Marty's last name? Mike Sell. And he's a pro. He there. He's at uh, Pine Forest in yeah. Somerville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that when you made the Heritage, when you qualify for the Heritage. Stephen wasn't feeling well. He took over, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. went the last five, six Cat holes with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool watching you two. Yeah, you played with Thomas Levey, I believe, didn't you? Played with with Levey. Yeah. I remember Steve had a crowd at the Heritage that year, and I know that guy who was a major champion at the time. Yeah. He won something. He got he had just gotten beat, I think, in like a playoff at the British Open by okay. Els or somebody. But it was funny. Stephen was there. I think Stephen was twelve at the time, but. We were we were one of the late groups on um, Thursday, and um, 
they were announcing our group. And Larry George was another club pro. He was in our group too, so it was three of us. But he, um, that was when the putting green was kind of right there by the tee. Yeah. It may have changed a little bit now, but they announced uh, LaVey, and you heard a couple like that claps, and then they announced me, and it was like it, oh, it, it was a, a big pros. We had a big, big crowd down there. Yeah. I remember Stephen looked over. You can almost see the hair stand up on his back, and I looked over at Davis Love, and then we're looking over, wanting to know who that was there. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And when they announced me, we uh, we were walking off the tee, and LaVey, with that um, French accent, turned back and looked at me, and he went, What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on this, how did you qualify for the Heritage Stadium? That was they used to have one or two spots. Steve Wilmot, they yep. would do it, and we it was at um, Wexford. That Wexford, you yeah, Wexford. that's where I qualified okay. at Wexford. Yeah. yeah, but every year there was a qualifier for two local Carolinas PGA members. Yeah, yeah. and I think it eventually went to one, but yeah. but I, I think there's still I, I think one club pro maybe still gets in. Okay, uh, yeah, that was 2006. 2006, yeah, yeah. You wow. played you. You played a lot back in the day, didn't you? Yeah, I did. We, um, man, a lot of it was Terry. Terry and I would, we, we I mean, we, you know, how back in the day, we would, we'd all play in the South Carolina Open, the yep. section championships, the, and um, it's changed a little bit now. But it's, it's, uh, but we played, we played a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. How about the Terry Florence story? And set it up from the beginning where he did that. Or- that with the putter. Yeah, yeah. This is a good one. He he had. This was 1991 at Crooked Stick PGA Championship when Daly won. Yeah. And um, we're uh, I'm caddying for Terry and first hole's a little 380 yard par four. Or so and he he hit it down the middle and um, hit a little eight or nine iron in there about 15 feet. Now the unfortunate part for me was we had to walk all the way around to the back of this green and then kind of come in the back way so you'll know why i say it's unfortunate here in a minute but i came back and we're reading this 15 footer and i mean we're back and forth and i mean talking about it plumb bob and doing everything and about that time terry kind of gave it one of these right here for his putter and i'd forgotten his putter oh okay no. <laughs> so anyway now i started walking back and of course, the people in Indiana were—they were—they gave me an applause when I came sure. back with it, and I handed it to Terry. And Terry, classic Terry Florence words, he went, he said, "Damn," he said, "You're choking worse than I." <laughs> <laughs> All right, staying on that same thing, was that the same tournament where y'all went through the practice round and the six iron? Yeah, yeah, we played Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and he had he had uh, 15 clubs, so we—he's we, gonna have to get rid of one club, and. Um, so he, he went through every round. You know, he was very meticulous about that. And he said, you know something, in these four uh, four plus, uh, days, I've never hit a seven iron, okay? And I wasn't a big fan when he said that. I mean, take something. Mm. But he said, I'm going to take the seven iron out. Mm. So we took the seven iron out. Now, you know what's getting ready to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the four holes on the front side, you know, and the first hole was number two. And, and we walk up there, and he's got exact yardage. and. He looks at me and he goes, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> and it went back and forth. And we both looked at each other at the same time and went, seven. <laughs> and, uh, and it happened. It, it, the seven hours in the bag the next day. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, you know. It didn't matter. You could have taken that three iron out and probably needed it on every hole, oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So was Wild Dunes privately owned when you worked there? Yeah. The Finch family, Raymond, Henry, um, they had it. Is um, it not now? It's been sold. It was sold okay. two or three times when we were there. I think um, Destination Resorts had it. Gotcha. And they may still have it now. I'm not sure. So you yeah. left there and came here. Yeah. 
Terry ended up leaving and going to Bulls Terry Bay. Terry left not too long after to go to Bulls Bay. Yeah. Took Leanne with and him. Took Leanne with him. Yeah. Took Leanne with him there, too. Did, yeah. did Marty leave before, same time around you? Marty left before. Um, Marty had gone to a couple places, but then he's been at Pine Forest for a while now. That was the beginning of the end of Wild Dunes when the whole crew went. I was about to say that that all-star crew definitely, and nothing wrong with Wild Dunes, but, no. you know, you had an all-star crew in the making, whether you knew it or not. So. Yeah. yeah, it was a good group. College of Charleston. Tell me about the, bat, the free throw story. Yeah, we had a uh, – this is when I lived with the uh, – about half the house was the basketball team. So they had this uh, at homecoming um, each year, the homecoming game, usually on a Saturday night, they would have the uh, competition, but basically you had two people that would shoot the, in the finals. But the kicker was the guys on the team said you had to go down like on Wednesday the week leading in, and there might be 300 people in there. You got to go in there and shoot these qualifying rounds, shoot, shoot 50 shots, leave, come back, find out if you did it. And um, – and I got to the final two of the uh, – so it's homecoming night, and the, it happened two or three times, but the times each time it happened, it seemed like the person I was shooting against, I mean, he had on a brand-new pair of uh, warm-ups, <laughs> had new, right. pu- new Puma shoes. He, he had the cheerleaders over there cheering and all, and I basically had on a, my, my – uh, it was a button-down windbreaker and a pair of street shoes. And I think I shot two or three warm-ups, and then here you go, you shoot 25 shots. And um, Pearlstein Distributors would give some kegs of beer. So that was one of the reasons the guys wanted me to go down there and shoot, was, uh, was, was what you want. So this guy shot first, and he made like 21, 22 shots. I shot, I made all 25, okay. And so the next year roll, we got some kegs of beer. Next year rolls around. They said, well, you, they, put, they put it on the schedule. Said, no, you need to go down to the qualify. Right. I didn't get any exemptions. You had to go down there and start qualifying again. So <laughs> anyway, it went on a couple more years. And I made, each time I made all 25. Wow. So, yeah. So it was good. That's pretty Did solid. you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you had that. Yeah. Yeah. I played, uh, back in the day, I did basketball in the winter. And then you pretty much spring, summer, you, we did golf. So. But I always love I love basketball. Wow! Yeah. I see, I learn something every single yeah. time. Yeah. Before we dive into the deep golf talk philosophy here, Paul Davis requested it too. Let's talk about your brothers real quick, and then go back to the time your parents went to Germany. Uh, <laughs> so your one brother is a car dealer, correct? Or he, was yeah, he just retired? But he was okay. a car dealer. Yeah. Another brother's a barbecue. He's the one nearest me. I'm the youngest, and okay. then the one in between is, my, is is Bobby. He was the AD at uh, he coached with Coach McKissick at Somerville. Bobby was the place kicker at Furman for three years back in okay. the mid to late seventies. So um, Mark, Bobby, and, and wait a minute now the barbecue thing. I got I got to know more about the barbecue. Uh, he owns Sweatman. Sweatman's barbecue. What? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. It's good stuff. He yeah. does Sweatman's. I know Sweat. I did yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. He's had it for a while now. If you play in the lefty righty or anything near Santee, that was always kind of the go-to. Yeah, yeah. they're they're only open Friday and Saturdays, but it's uh, it's That's good. That's how you know it's good if they're only open two yeah. days a week. Yeah, I'll be darned. All right, so what happened when your parents went on a trip to Germany? We were I'm going to say I was probably nine or nine or ten. So Mark would have been twelve. My next brother would have been fifteen, sixteen. My oldest brother Gene, <clears throat> who was going to take care of us while they were gone, was about eighteen or nineteen, and so. Um, they're getting ready to pull out, and we're in the, the driveway, with, and they're getting ready to drive to Charleston to fly out. They're going to Germany. My dad actually spoke as a minister, but he, he learned German. He taught himself. 
Okay. And he ended up teaching German in high school and some in college. Okay, wow. so he would like to go to Germany in the summers for a few weeks to practice the language. Um, I think he actually preached in a couple of churches over there in German. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we're uh, we're leaving, and I think mom and dad gave us like forty, fifty bucks each. And um, we're out there in the road. We're, wa- we're we're waving to them goodbye as so we drive off. And about that time, Gene, my oldest brother, looks at us and goes. Uh, I want to see everybody in the kitchen. Okay, so we uh, we all head into the kitchen, and Gene pulls the drawer open, and in there he pulls out this knife about this long, and he held it up to us, and he said, "Give me your money." <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody gives him his money. He goes, "If y'all come back in this house while they're gone, I'll kill you." <laughs> so you got robbed by your brother in the yeah, kitchen. No. Uh, yeah. Where'd you sleep? We we were out and about. We finally eventually got back in the That's house. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Crashing into friends' houses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, when you came here, you came here and we were in a trailer, were we not? When you came yeah. to Florence Country Club? Yeah, in the parking lot. They were just finishing up here in the parking lot. We actually went down to the – we were down at Tennis for a while. I think I forgot about that I part. I think we, went, wow, down, we, we were. went down there when they – I think they did the parking lot. Kind yeah, of thing, so. I totally forgot about that time period. Yeah. Who was here before? Who would you take the spot of or place off? Uh, Eric Smith. Eric Smith. Yeah. What lured you to this, Florence? Yeah. I had – you know, I did um, – I'd been at Wild Dunes for 14 years. The um, it, it, was a, it was an opportunity to kind of – and did Kiowa, so you figure about 16 years of, of resort. Right. And I love the resorts, maybe to see the private side a little bit and all. And it was, um, it was an opportunity. I was friends with Bob Boyd. You know, I talked to Bob a little bit about it. And then uh, well, he, he said probably, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I was about to say, he yeah. probably loved Herbert Ames, all those guys. Yeah. Probably they're and, the greatest. Uh, and Terry felt like it was a good opportunity, too. So it was uh, – I think I was 36 at the time. And it was a good – it was the time for a – were you transition. the head professional under Terry at Wild? We were, yeah. I was at one, and actually Clay Cunningham was at the other. Yeah, I don't I remember, remember Clay or not. And Terry was director of golf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You were at the Lynx course. I was at Lynx. The last three years, we I, I moved down to the harbor and trying to do some things down there, but mostly at the Lynx. Like redo yeah. the golf course. The, uh, that golf course is tough, more, man. Yeah, they need more room. Just, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a hard golf course. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we got you here at Florence, and now we're building the clubhouse. Then I guess is yeah. that what was? Yeah, yeah, and it's um. It, we've had a great run. I mean, it's been a good, uh, very supportive membership and um, a lot of good things, a lot of good things from here. Steve used to tote me around on Mondays. We'd have some good games with the other pros in town and some other guys who weren't members here. And I could not break 86, probably. Yeah, it was my best score. You know, we were in up these little $5 bets. Steve would always cover me. But he would also cover me on the golf course by making birdies. Yeah. And I never had to pay. He had to win his own money. He'd always put a little cash in my pocket from, from somebody else, you know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. You were quite the player, uh, long putter. I mean, I think you were known for long putter for a long time. You made one million miles worth of putts. Yeah. I putted, I think the first guy, I putted really well with a short putter for a number of years. And all of a sudden I started getting a little twitchy, you know, especially over some short ones. And I think me and Mike Harmon were the first two guys to put. We, I think it was about the same year we did it, and this was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it, just with that putter, you know, I, I didn't flinch. If I missed it, I missed it, but I didn't feel like it was now, going off you, in my when hand. When that putter, yeah. which is the reason people used that putter back in the day, were you putting that thing against your chest? And oh, you yeah. 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 oh, yeah. I could feel my heart beating, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was uh, – it really was just for the – mainly the short ones because that's yeah. usually when it starts getting a little tougher. But I, I felt like with that one, I think Mike was the same way. It was a 
it took a little bit of time to get used to putting a 60 footer with it. Yeah. But um, but you felt pretty comfortable from eight feet in. When they had the rules changed, that you have to obviously you had to figure out a new way. Yeah, I just had. I, yeah, I, I, I still do it. You just had to hold it out, which right. it didn't. It, it made it a little more awkward, but. Right. Um, you can kind of probably feel it move a little bit up there. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. I know people that quit playing golf because of that, that rule yeah. when it came out, when they couldn't use their long putter. If you look at guys like Longer, I mean, he, he look what, if he would if you put him in a short putter, right. I mean, he would have, <laughs> look at the career he's had with that yeah. long putter. That, yeah. I don't know if it would have happened with a short one. But, but yeah, it, um, it, it, was, uh, it was something I felt like I needed to do. How many time. tour events do you play in? I played in a couple. I qualified for a couple of Corn Ferry. Yeah. You know, actually, the ones that were out here, they had a right. one-day qualifier. Uh, yeah. That was shortly after I got here. Um, and then the Heritage. Okay. I think I was first alternate at a time or two, but didn't, didn't get in. But I, I remember the one or two events you played here in Florence Yeah. at yeah. CCSC. But, again, back in the day, and everybody was a little bit different then, I mean, you played a lot of the CPGA, Carolina PGA stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a, a lot of the partner events and individual yeah. events. Is that where you and Clem King got to be yeah. such good buddies and yeah. playing partners? Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to know Clem over the years. And then when uh, Terry and I did the pro pros forever. And, yeah, we're uh, locked in together. Yeah, and um, and had a lot of good good results. I mean, he, of course, he's um, – when you get a chance to play, that's like secretariat with Mr. A. I mean, he, when he would take me with him, but he he would uh, when, when he when Terry's health started declining a little bit, um, Hart he and Hart got together, and Terry told me he says go you, you go you need to go play with Clem, and um, so I'd started playing with Clem, and Hart played with Terry, and um, and we'd still go together, and um, but that's kind of how that that worked, but, right? Yeah. Talk about heart. Your buddy just retired. Yeah, yeah. But he's enjoying it, right? He said I, I stayed with him during the – I went down and caddy for Steven at the Azalea and uh, stayed with he and Leanne. And um, that's my first question. I said, how, how is it? And uh, he said, I'm, I love it. He's just – I think it's uh, – yeah. He's enjoying it. He told me one of the funny stories was when, when he retired, and I guess after a couple of days after the official retirement, I, he went out to the country club to hit some balls. And he said he hit like two balls before all these members were back up and talking to him. And he yeah. says he couldn't even practice, so now he has to go to Patriots Point to yeah. get hit balls now oh, yeah. just to yeah. get away from it all. Yeah, I think he is going to Patriots. Um, yeah. That's good. I'm glad he's enjoying it. Yeah. I'm glad he's enjoying it. All right, got to talk about Steven. Mm-hmm. And, well, obviously, let's don't leave out Janie and Julie. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Steven with the golf. But yeah. married Janie, yeah. lovely yeah. wife, good yeah. artist. Eight, 87. I've uh, been married for 35 years. Mass right. She did the logo for Florence Country Club. Um, yeah, she did. She current. did. She did a lot. Of, she illustrated Southern Living's annual cookbook back in the mid '80s. That's um, a big she deal. did. She did Charleston Nationals logo. Um, she did a lot of logos in Charleston. And she really, and Stephen, I'll tell you, and Julie, she she gave up her career uh, to raise the kids. Yeah. And um, and this was in the late. I mean, we had Julie in '80, '88, I think '87, '88, and. Um, and it worked out great. I mean, we weren't, we didn't have a whole lot starting out, but um, I think it made a difference with her being there. Oh yeah, you know. And, Julie uh, lives in Columbia. Yeah, she's got a there. Grand, you got a grandbaby. Grandbaby. She's almost three years old now. Yeah. Really, girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to leave them out. Now let's talk about Steve. Uh, quite the turned out to be quite the golfer. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's been really special. Um, he actually, you know, he did tennis really hard and heavy. Yes. Um, from like nine to twelve, he won Belton three times, the state tennis championship. Yeah, 
Oh, and, wow. and he um, he's a good little player, and I think that really helped him up here too. Yeah. You got to have a certain mentality when you walk out there, especially when the guy's a lot bigger than you are. Right, but, right. But um, but he uh, um, he kind of he I'd say he probably got a little burned out from the tennis. He started coming down here, and he'd go, Dad, let's um, let's go play nine, and we started playing a little bit, and and he and I were never really. It, we tried to keep things pretty fundamental, but we just enjoyed playing together. Right. We kind of learned how to how to play. Well, you're easy to play with. You're fun to yeah. play with. I mean, and, uh, but he's um, uh, one thing too. I wanted to mention this, um, and this goes back to the, my dad to a certain extent. But my dad, when he was a junior golfer, won an event. He grew up in Indianapolis and won a junior event there. And the winner of the that event got the caddy for Byron Nelson in an exhibition match. Kind of full circle, and when Steven ended up winning the Byron Nelson Award at Clemson, which was kind of wow. pretty cool, yeah, that's that really was... really hit home with my dad. Um, he passed away in July at 92. My mom's still going yeah. pretty strong; she's 91. But, wow. but that was kind of full circle with the Byron Nelson. That was yeah, pretty neat. No, yeah, I was going to get. I was going to bring that. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, yeah. that's uh, senior, rising seniors. Is that, is that what they do? Or, or senior in college? Is that yeah. Byron Nelson goes yeah. to? Yeah, and I um, mean. That's got to make you as happy as – It's as, a neat thing. It's not just, just golf, but it's right. the, all the other, you know, right. the academics, the, the community stuff and all. Yeah, sportsmanship. Yeah. And he's, he's, a good, he's a good boy. So yeah. he is – he like I said, you all the first father-son duo to play Georgia team matches. He was on the Can-Am team matches. Yep. Yeah. Ended up going to Clemson. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he won some honors while he was there. Did yeah. he not? Yeah. What – all-American. He was an All-American. He uh, he was All ACC a, 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 a few times. Yeah. Um, they won the ACC his senior year. They got beaten a playoff. I think Georgia Tech beat him his junior year. But he had a good he had a good um, he had a good career. And I think one of his one of the greatest best stats. And I told him this was um, and this kind of play. He's a grinder. You know he is. He's a kind of you, you've seen been around him. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, he's two over after three. He's thinking about getting it back, or four over after seven, getting it back to par. Right. It out. And I think I looked at it. I look back at the uh, their stats they'll do in the um, in their program they put out. I think he had like 129 starts for Clemson, and I think his score counted. I think it was 120 times. Oh wow! Which is that's pretty special with a pretty deep group. And, yeah, um, but very that, that's, deep group. That's the way he was, um, and it had a great stroke average there. But he was he was a grinder, and he he uh, he would he would never fold up. I mean, he would just keep going. He and he liked being he liked having the heater on him. I mean, he yeah. wanted to be standing over that six seven footer, and. Um, but he had a great run up there with Coach Penley and that crowd. Well, and there. when he finished college, I, I, he's in Atlanta now. Is that right? In Atlanta. And I mean, yeah. he's become one of the top mid amateurs, if you will, yeah. uh, in the nation. Yeah, his ranking still. He'll he'll um he's done well. He's I try to go to the U.S. Mid Am with him each year, and he's had a couple good runs there. You know, in Charlotte, he was medalist there, and we got to the round of 16 and uh, lost on the 18th hole. And uh, of course, last year at Nantucket, yeah, um, he went five extra holes with Hagestad and and. Um, Hagestad beat him and ended up winning the tournament. But in that match, they both shot 65. Wow. And that's going to win most matches. Yeah, absolutely. But, but um, he played beautifully. I got a, I was inside. I got a bird's eye view of that whole match. It was a good Did you one. get him back here much when he no, came? Not much. Not much. Um, you know, they got married in December. Okay. Um, 
And he, um, I still try to go when, a time or two a year, and I'll go, I'm going to try to go to Wisconsin this year in September, the U.S. mid yeah. he'll, he'll hopefully get in via his ranking, so okay, when I do the qualifying, so I'll try to be, be with him there. So. Talking about him being a grinder, he was – most junior golf tournaments, SCJGA, have two divisions for the boys, 13-14, 15-18. The blade has always been 13-18. So he was not getting a upset of tees. He was probably 14, so he was playing all the way back. And I remember asking, because 18 at Thornblade, unless you pound yeah. it, is a beast of a hole. Beast. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and so I said, Stephen probably couldn't get there in two, to be honest with you, yeah. at that time. I said, you just go on to try to make bogey. You just, I said, no, I said, do you consider it a par five? He goes, no, nah, try and make, hit up their clothes and make par. And I was like, man, that's exactly what your dad would say. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was good having him on the junior circuit. Good kid. Uh, he loved he loved you guys and your dad. Yeah, that was a big part of his success going forward. Was uh, the stuff y'all put on. Yeah. yeah, he still talks. So I used to babysit Stephen when he was little, and uh, when I was a car kid for Steve. Good Lord, Steve! Y'all don't have any other options than Alan babysitting your son. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I was really good at Nintendo back then, and so all I had to do was sit there playing Nintendo, and Stephen would watch as long as Julie was you know not hurt anything so uh he's played mortal Kombat, and that's great and he steve and he'd be like to the fatality rip his head <laughs> out. Yeah. you know he's steven's going to be one of our captains with joe quick on yeah. this uh watson yeah. cup trip the oh good yeah they're yeah. leaving is that back on good. yeah it's, oh, it's back on uh it's the end of june through the first of july i think yeah, I and um, to him. he's looking forward to it. yeah wow. we're excited yeah. about having yeah. him over there representing yeah. us that's we got to get him back in South Carolina so he can start playing some of our stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's um he loved everything. He loved the, the South Carolina golf. I guess he likes right. making money in Atlanta. Though. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, he probably's doing pretty good. <laughs> probably doing all right. So. Tell us a little bit about Florence Country Club, man. Y'all are booming here. It has been, um, and, and and a lot of what we've picked up. I think in the last eight months, like 150 new members, mostly. Younger couples, and a lot of it goes right back over there to Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing what he's Paul, done. Yeah, he you know? does very well. Yeah, and he um, – But he's not selling out your member guest like it got sold out. Well, that's – and they're, they're supporting it. We've got a lot of good um, internal programs. We do a little Bear Cup series with yeah. a member events. So it ends up being a Ryder Cup match at the end of the year, and they support that. Um, and we, we've been doing a lot of outings. You know, we had the Gamecock outing yesterday um, and a lot of good championships like you guys coming in um, two or three times this year. And, um, and, and how do you feel about love, that? I, I, I love having I mean, you know, But you got to hear the members because that's going to be a lot of it, – it, You know, you're always going to hear something. Yeah. But, but I'd say overall here they have totally the utmost respect for, for well, what I'll, y'all And do. I will tell you from our standpoint, Steve, and you and I have been working together for a long time, we love coming to Florence, and we but we don't take it for granted. You know, we've done it. I think between you and I, we've done about every championship out yeah. there is that we can have. Yeah. Um, y'all do the Harry Wilson Super Senior for us each each fall. No matter what else is going on, y'all right. continue to do that for us, which is great. And um, so you, to to that point of your membership, we we certainly understand that. And and as I, as you and I have talked, about, I've always told you if it's a no, it's a no. But um, yeah. We thank y'all for the support of that, and it's no, been, been always, fantastic. I no, love having y'all here. You know that. Y'all won our club of the year two different times. Yeah. I think I said earlier today, yeah. you could probably be eligible every year if, if we didn't yeah. like it's a little more biased uh, between no, you we, and uh, That's something we really uh, are proud of. Well, I'm going to, while we're doing thank yous, personally, thank you for being a great mentor to me. My first golf mentor, truly. Uh, still to this day, I consider that, you that. Um, 
there's so much that I learned from Steve. I learned two things from Steve, and one of them y'all might can argue about. Uh, I'm, Steve taught me how to mark a golf course. And, and when I say taught me how, don't put the line so close to the water where if it rains, then we got to repaint the sure. line. Yeah. You know, and then, but whole locations, you taught me front, back, middle. Six front, six back, six middle. And I took, I took that with me. And I left Florence Country Club thinking I knew everything, and I got to Clem and realized I didn't know everything. Right. right. But Biff goes six left, six right, six middle. Or, you know, yeah. it's not really front, back, center. It's more left, right, middle. Yeah. But. I did one of my classic – when I first started, one of my classic mistakes I ever made was here at Florence Country Club, the 2003 uh, senior championship. I think it was the first one I was really in charge of. And I saved all the whole, hard hole locations for the last day, like a right. beginning idiot. <laughs> Boy, that golf course was hard. <laughs> it was really, really yeah. hard because yeah. you could make some tough hole yeah, locations. These out here, these greens, you know how they they can put you in a straight jacket. Oh, yeah, no question about that. Well, it's so there's like quadrants. If you're not yeah. in the right quadrant of oh, the green, yeah. you you yeah. toast. Yeah, we had tour school here 10, 10, 12 times, and twelve sites in the country. It was stage one and. We're 6,429 yards. And, you know, those guys would come in here and kind of thinking here's – They laugh at that scoreboard. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's amazing, I think. And we were probably by at least 500 yards, the shortest site in the country. And um, it never failed. We were top two or three most difficult sites <laughs> every year. And they loved it. I think most of those guys enjoyed it. You didn't, it wasn't a banger's golf course. No, you brought up the rough. You brought up the yeah. fairways. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and uh, the greens, were. you had to be really careful. If you short-sided yourself, you were going to make a bogey or a double. Well, I know when we came here for the state amateur in 2017, yep. and, you know, we, you and I talked a lot about it prior to and, and trying to make sure we had the golf course with the proper defenses it needed to get to and. We got it, brother. We had that rough yeah. up. I mean, that oh, was yeah. chip out rough, and yeah. and uh, took some local knowledge from Mr. Greg Jones to take yeah. the title down here. And yeah. uh, but it could play as hard as you wanted to play. Yeah, it holds up. And I think when we had the mid am, maybe one, one under one, yeah. two under. Yeah, see for one that. Yeah, but you know, you, you get these greens going fast and firm, like like Drew yeah. can get them around here, and yeah. uh, it was it's a test. And it's one of those golf courses too, kind of like a Camden, kind of like a Palmetto. You look at the scorecard, you see a number. Right. But it don't play to that number. It, yeah. it plays much longer than that. Yeah. Especially as some super seniors hitting in that hill, number one, <laughs> off the very first tee, that number one plays longer. I want to say there was a time where the super senior and that thing were so close. Like, it was – Yeah. It no, was – It's too hard for the super seniors. Right. So we were growing rough up for the first stage of right. qualifier, I think yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this, too, because you were here during this process. But we, we brought it up a couple other times, but – uh, the green change when we, when we when we had to go to make the change from bent to right. Bermuda, right. Uh, good in your book, everything. It blessing in disguise. Or? Yeah, it was something that was going to probably happen. But that was I think we had just had the U.S. Senior Open yep. qualifier, maybe. Literally, and um, it was a couple of days later. You could see them starting to change color, and um, we had the guy. It's actually the tour agronomist I met. Bland. Yeah, Bland Cooper. Yeah. At, at when we were doing events and. He came over, and um, we had a group on the tee, on the putting green, and some board members, and et cetera. And when he got out of his car, he started walking to me. He said, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, really? You could tell that Lost. from just before he even got over there. <laughs> but it just kind of pushed the envelope. I think but we I will tell you, uh, that's uh, when it made me realize how quickly, I mean, that happened in, was that in June? And went in, got rid of them, replaced them, and I think we did our – we were Palmetto Cup matches like that October and November yeah, on, yeah. on those greens. Yeah, I think we were grown in by September. Yeah. And uh, 
and it was it was everything's been great. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's go agronomy for a second. Chuck Green was here when you first got here. Chuck was here. I actually, while we were trying you to sell our with- house, I I lived with Chuck. Um, for- How was that? It was great. I tell you, the boy, and he'll tell you, I was over at Coyote a couple of weeks ago, and he rode around with Chuck a lot. And I said, Chuck, I was I lived with you for like three weeks. I think he grilled out steaks or hamburgers about every night. I think I gained about eight or ten pounds over there. And, uh, but he was uh, – Chuck and I go back to junior golf. We oh, played junior golf together, so I knew Chuck coming yeah. in. But we've had a great run of, of superintendents. Right. We've been blessed with that. I mean, Cannell, who's now Jeff's – I mean, yeah. uh, Biff's – President. President. Yeah. And, Scott Severance was here for a bit, and Keith. Keith Wood. Is there anybody else I'm missing in there? Drew. Uh, well, Drew's here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew's great. Um, That's enough to somebody between Keith and Scott I was missing. I don't remember anybody. Yeah. Sam Fryer, who's now the Columbia Sam's, Country Club superintendent, yeah, yeah. worked so we, here. Yeah, we've had some good ones. Yeah. Wellman. You been to Wellman lately? Uh, we rode by there. They're doing a lot of – they're redoing it. Stuff is, yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot of the details, but they got a lot going on. I we think. got a. Uh, we're going to have a, a little. We've got a new a new summer issue of the Palmetto Golfer magazine. We usually do two a year, and we're doing a third one this year. But we've got a highlighted story on the Roman nice. Club uh, yeah. in the magazine. They, they've really done a lot down there. I've uh, a superintendent friend of mine went there, and and they took some pictures of bunker work, and I mean it's amazing, but it's just it'd be tough. Yeah. Is that right? Um, let's talk about your handwriting for a minute. That's. First time I ever played Harbor Towns because John Farrell invited, asked you to come down and teach his guys how to do scoreboards. Yeah. yeah. Where did you get that penmanship? I mean, this is the <clears> art I didn't. Work. I basically taught myself back in the day. The first time I ever saw it, I bought a little kid that had five calligraphy markers. And inside it had this little fold-out thing of showing you how to make these letters. So I kind of taught myself to do that. And, and you know, especially with corporate business, seems like about every staff has somebody that does i was kind of the outing guy and yeah, um yeah. and back then we were doing a ton of them and so mm-hmm. you i might have ibm in the morning and run down to the island house and then score them and then have another one and do it so you're constantly doing that but um <clears throat> john farrell and carrie corbett yeah we went there i think you went with i me. did me you and Perrin. yeah and actually had um Mike Harmon sent his staff down to Wild Dunes, and I worked with them for a day or so. That was back, and now really it's kind of a dying breed. Not well, I was getting ready to say, it. ever yeah. since kind of COVID forced the issue, if you yeah. will, I mean, we, yeah. where we didn't do those scoreboards. But yeah. I, before then, it was all, again, you know what you're getting into when you come to places like Florence. We knew we could come here. We'd have an extra body because pro here would be taking care of the scoreboard for us as far as collecting. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about having somebody up there to write. Well, when you and Hap basically told me I was going to be taking over some scoreboard duties, Joe was, I guess, going to foundation at the time yeah. or what have you. Yeah. I, I said, well, I need to learn. And y'all let – I took a day off and came down here, and you and I yeah. sat in the back room, and yeah. he gave me a little lesson. And literally that thing that you kind of wrote and you gave me some pointers hung on my wall behind the USGA flag until the day yeah. I left. Well, I'm going to tell you, I tried. I tried to do that calligraphy. But there, there does take a little bit of patience <laughs> with that pen stroke, and my patience oh, yeah. is not too good. They, they did. I worked like uh, – I was buddies with Jim Duncan. You know Jim, who's still out there with the tour. But he, I started working events with them and I'd do a couple in the summer each year, doing the boards. Yeah. And I talked to Jim not too long ago. I think it used to be every event had it either near the clubhouse or or, or near near there. But I think they're down to just maybe three or four events a year, mm-hmm. really? doing it. Everything else, obviously, electronic, electronic stuff. But, Man. Yeah. You were. I mean, I I won't ever get you to say it, but I don't know if there's anybody better than you I've ever seen. I know that. 
my biggest thing is I'm not fast. I mean, you yeah. got 156 players hole by hole, <laughs> and that summary with every player on the board in order of how they went off. Yeah, right. It's a it's an undertaking well, for that's sure. Where, that's where yeah. that's where my fault was. I, I, yeah. I was too fast. Yeah. And you, people would ask you to do wedding invitations all the time. I did. Um, Janie and I did Julie's and Stevens. Oh, did you? We did. Well, I did there. I did Julie's, but we did Stevens. Uh, a couple of his functions out inside for the wedding but, okay yeah because i've seen you say no i'm sorry i thank you but i don't do that right. yeah it just takes forever yeah all right so real quick i got a quick story go. that before uh when they did the scoreboards my mom used to do the scoreboard for the state amateurs and all the events i guess then but apparently my grandfather passed away during the state amateur i think it was gonna be at tidewater and long story short they dad needed somebody to write it and he found the lady down there at the club said she could do it. So he shipped everything to her. And she wrote it out, and it looked wonderful. Come to find out, she's left-handed. And so, you know, a left-hander would have to drag her hand across that fresh ink. Well, so what she did was she wrote it backwards. And so if she wrote Steve Bear, she'd start off the E-V-E-T-S. Wow. And that's how she did every name in every city on that thing. Wow. That's impressive. That's yeah. pretty down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the characters you've seen through here. Herbert Ames. Give me a good Herbert Ames story. Herbert was, you know, he was a sweetheart. He was really a, a big part of me coming. He would was come he? down to Wild Dunes. He would bring uh, our kids something from here, whether it's T-shirts or. He was a chairman of the Pro-Am for a while. He was a chairman of the Pro-Am, and um, he was just a big supporter. And, yeah. um, and he was a character. Yeah. So. You and I were playing after done playing golf one day. We went to Red Bone Alley, and this is like a highlight of my life, knowing how big of a NASCAR guy I am. But Steve and I went there after a round of golf, and there was Herbert and Jim Hunter. This was back when poker machines were legal, and I was and Jim Hunter was the head of Darlington at the time. Yeah. Then went to be the vice president of NASCAR. Right. So I felt like I was in high cotton. Wow. Yeah. Nice. We had their event a lot of, t- and we, uh, and most of the drivers would come. We used to have that pro am the week of the event. Yeah. And, um, and Hunter, mainly because of Jim Hunter. I, was, I think he, that was after I left because Darlington was still doing their thing when I was here. Yeah, but yeah. How about Jimmy Finkley? Jimmy was a character. He was um, – we, and we played – and I used to take Jimmy and Herbert and Rocky down to the Pro-Am at Wild Dunes. Yeah. And they, we'd go down there each year, and it was they – were, they were a piece of work. They were fun. We were uh, talking uh, – Finkley was your uh, accountant, was he not, for a long time? Or the yeah, foundation? Foundation. Finkley was – Finkley was one of the main reasons the foundation started. I mean, he was yeah. the, he was one of the founding fathers of that foundation. All right, let's also we'll leave we'll leave Cody and Genix for later. How about that? Other big personalities you've had here: Rocky Pierce, like Rocky. Yeah. When I worked here, Rocky and Jimmy Finkley would play in the dark, and I yeah. I would have to wait till nine thirty till they got done playing. They would tip me well, yeah. but I would just sit in the parking lot, wait on their one cart. Oh yeah, Big Joe Carson, Billy Howell, yeah. And Joe still, you know, Billy passed away. Um, Joe still plays a couple times a week, good two, three yeah. times a week. Good kid, yeah. good kid. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, you if you know Joe, you'll get that. Tell yeah. tell the Rocky story about the uh, when y'all won the old Bill Scramble qualifier, and you got back in town. He had yeah, that was a. I think we were at Windermere when we uh, uh, won it, and I think it was Kristen was on the team and Joe Getty, and Cody is your score. Cody and we got back into town and and. Uh, of course, we'd had a couple cocktails, and then we go outside. We went over to Redbone and all, and Rocky decides to have Cody carry his clubs in there. Okay, so we <laughs> have so a proud, cut, right? <laughs> so Cody's walking around in Redbone with the big staff bag on there and everything, and uh, 
I will probably just leave it at that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but it uh, but it was a uh, we celebrated celebration the time. Right, right. Right. Yeah, that was good times, man. Uh, the FCC Pro Am, and I know that's not a thing anymore, correct? Correct. But back in the day, when there were pro ams, I guess there really aren't that many that have survived the golf culture. But that was a big deal here. Yeah, it was neat. I mean, it was uh, basically we had enough sponsors. BB and T was a big sponsor, and they. Uh, but we'd invite the pros in, and it was the who's who of pros. And basically, we would we would pay them to come in. I'm the, that's the one. Yeah. The last one we had, you tasked me. You gave me a handful of envelopes and said, yeah. and had names on them. But I'd walk up and. I was like, yeah. man, we're talking about playing tour playing pros or yeah, no, no, these Clemson. were these were club pros. Okay. But it was you know it was the Vic Lips comes yeah. the, yeah. the, the Terry Florences. It was Clemson. they all played and we'd have get here the day before and have a bit a little shootout and have a little buy-in and a paramutual thing and it was great and you might be throwing a bowling ball on one hole you might be nice. playing tennis on one hole it was fun and then we had a dinner that night and then the the, the pro am was the next day yeah. yeah. How about Mark Gaynor? He's right there on 7T behind you. I was going to say. Can you get rid of him, or is he always around? He's playing. He's, that's his second that's time second today. That's his second round today. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was asking yeah. me if I'd go play with him. I said, Mark, i got some work to do. Oh, that's funny. He's a good guy. I'm just kidding. He coach. is. He loves it, but he, yeah, he, lo- he loves to play. So, you know, it's funny. As we look at the facility that Paul Woodbury is teaching in now, do you still have that yellow thing? When, when Steve was first on the cutting edge of video analogy, but this thing was like – your Herbie Kirby trash can. You had to roll it out oh, the range, yeah. and you yeah, lifted up the top. Monitor on the front. I All think right. it's, I think I may still have that down there in the. Uh, you need to get rid of it. It's yeah. time to go. <laughs> and he may. It may be gone. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe the last time or two cleanouts it might. But be you could draw on so, it. You could. Oh yeah, and this yeah. thing weighed like eight tons. Nice. I mean, it was a chore just getting it over there. Right. You take it out the range and. Yeah. Yeah, but that was early, man. That was before video, you know. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, and that while we're talking about it, with that facility, y'all have got it set up now, and what you did with the range, and and what Paul has to work with. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty hot. Yes. Yeah, it's special for sure. That's neat. Uh, a lot. Of, I think a lot of our clubs have come over. And they're going to try to uh, do some things like that. We well, all been so, the example. We've talked about it yeah. a couple of times, but you know, when we talk about this model or, or a model for junior golf, and not just I think that's what I love about here is it's not just the members here; yeah. it's the community. I mean, oh, yeah. you have some things that are that are set up for you, obviously your members and their kids, but the, the community based part of it where they can come in here too. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. the real key. Yeah, it's been a uh, and of course, like we said about membership. I mean, it's just been a huge. Yeah. Huge uh, benefit. All right, so we're going to talk about Cody real quick. This is how Cody got his job. Cody would help me put up Tell carts. everybody who Cody is. What's Cody's responsibility around here? He t- he's a card attendant, but Cody's – he's y'all been around him yeah. enough. He's just a unique personality, to say yeah. the least. But the Cody uh, he, is unique. He, he loves uh, loves the South Carolina Gamecocks. I mean, they should send a limousine over here for him and take him <laughs> to the games. I mean, he is, he's been with them uh, through thick and thin – of course, he loved yesterday. He got his picture with Coach Beam. Right? Yeah, and pro wrestling. Pro yeah. wrestling. He just they, went to that Saturday night. And but yeah. somebody here just bought him a replica belt. Right. I mean, we're talking a two or three hundred dollar replica right. yeah. belt. Yeah. So anyway, Cody. Uh, I knew Cody from high school. We went to high school together, and he would. He lived in the neighborhood. He wasn't working. And Bobby, the other cart guy, burned his hand. So I would open in the morning. I was kind of working double shifts, and. Putting, I ended up putting up carts by myself at night, and Cody was helping me, and I was paying him tips, like five bucks a night. And finally I was like, Steve, can we hire this guy? I don't want to pay him out of my pocket anymore. And there you go. We did. I think he's been with, been with us 20, 
four years, man. Yeah, but doesn't he have some sort of unique ability of telling you about every United yeah. States president yeah. ever in the history of the United States yeah. presidents? It's got to be slipping now as we're getting older. But yes, he could tell you if you could. You could just throw a number out there. He'd tell you the president, the term, their party, maybe what some of their beliefs were. I mean, yeah, I think he can still do it. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Wow. Uh, he's got these big old. He wears these big old boots. Cody's a big boy. Snake boots. Yeah, yeah. snake boots. Yeah. So. Well, there's a lot of snakes running around that parking lot there at Florence Country Club. <laughs> what about Genix? Remember Genix? I remember. You know, I don't know where Genix is know. now. But. but he was a if, – if you ever spent around time Florence, any time at this country club, you he didn't talk. He just went beat, beat, you know. Yeah. Even if he did talk, it was two words or less. But he was a legend. <laughs> yeah, he actually the, – the quick Genix stories, he was out there. It was like at 3 or 4 in the afternoon on a weekday. And I, I was over at the Chipping Green. I think I was over there messing around with somebody. And I saw Genix jump out of the range picker, and he – had it, this bucket count. I saw him slapping the ground. I, I didn't know what was going on. And I saw this black, like something black underneath the picker, kind of moving. And it caught on fire. The range caught on fire. Range yeah, something sparked the cart, and it sparked it. And, 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 oh, Lord. And anyway, it, this, and this thing is spreading. You can't keep up with it. It's spreading so fast. Well, this is when Keith was here. And I call Keith, and he was still around. He says, I'll be there in a minute, and I'll turn the sprinkler system on. When Keith gets over here, and the sprinkler system won't come on. Oh, no. So now this thing's coming across 10 Fairway and heading toward 18 Green. Oh, no. So we called two fire trucks came, and uh, they, they finally got a handle on it, but it burned a, a, a large portion of the range. But here's the good part. I think Keith will tell you this. He said, that range, he said, if it was up to me, I'd burn that range every year. He said, it came back <laughs> it came and back perfect. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it was uh, it was kind of spooky there for a little bit. That's crazy. All right, what's a piece of advice you would give a young golf professional? And I know that the industry's changed since you were yeah, a young golf it's professional. It's changed a lot. I, I would say, and I've always said, if I would go somewhere, I, I think the experience I had is at Kiowa and Wild News, if, we had a, a thousand members, and you had you were seeing both sides. You're seeing that you're you're exposed to everything. And I think it's good to go somewhere where you go, where you're learning from a mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean I was with two of the best, but but if you can get to a spot where you're getting exposed to everything, whether it's tournaments, outings, club championships, fundraisers, I mean where you're exposed to everything, and um, hopefully be with a with a golf professional that that kind of takes you under his wing a little bit. But yeah, or um, any business really for that yeah, matter. So. Yeah, yeah. Anything we left out you want to mention, my man? No, I had a couple little quick stories yeah. I was going to tell you. Let's hear. And, and, uh, it's, and not necessarily, necessarily golf, but one of them is a um, – this was one of the great golf lines of all time. My, my brother, the, the barbecue guy, he used to own a couple of convenience stores, and they were at a convention down at uh, TPC Sawgrass. And this was in the middle of the season. And it was like three groups, and two or three of the guys had played golf like three or four times. So they, they had gone out and they bought like the green knickers, and they had the Hogan hats on and on. Mark's on the tee. With, he was going to keep an eye on this group to keep them moving. Right. Well, he said, Mark said, he get on the tee, and the starter's there, and there's people waiting right behind. This is the third group of theirs, people waiting to go in behind them. And Mark said, this guy got up there, and he got his stance was about this wide, and he gripped the club like this. Oh, and he that. said, the tee box, you could have putted on. It was perfect. He said, he lifted the club up, swung took a chunk out of the tee like this far and whiffed it, okay? Oh. Mark said he backed off, got over it again, took a big swing, took another chunk out of the tee and whiffed it, and he backed off and he looked over there at my brother and he said, 
He said, Dan, this is the hardest course I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That is classic. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah this is going to be one of those interviews where I'm driving home to Columbia. I'm like, oh, we should have said that. You know, it, is, it just happens. But the, uh, the other one was a couple of just quick ones, and these were ones that Stephen was with me. It was more about work ethic thing. And the first one, Jay Billis told us one at Charlotte at the uh, um, U.S. Mid-AM. He spoke, and he um, – he said they had always he had always admired people that <clears throat> that didn't have much, but they learned the trade, um, they applied it, and uh, became successful. And he said the example he used was this guy, and I think it was in Charlotte. He said this guy was riding around his neighborhood one day, and he saw the trash was out at people's houses, and he found this old they were throwing out this old television. And uh, said so this was back in the day where you didn't Google something. He said he, he got the TV, he put it in his car, drove home, he went and bought a manual on how to fix televisions, okay? Said he fixed this television, sold it for a profit, okay? Next thing he said, a few days later, he was riding around a bigger area, said he found two televisions, okay? Got out, put them in the car, took them home, repaired both of them, <clears throat> and made a profit. He said the next thing that, this, that happened to this guy is, his grandfather died and left him a hundred million, and he never worked again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, not cool. Not, not cool. cool. I, I was waiting on the moral. Of the story. That one kind of catch you off guard a little bit. It did. It but did. The, the last one. This is a Terry Florence story, and Terry loved to. If he, if he loved if, 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 to embellish something, especially if it was something with me, they give me a hard time. And we were at Pinehurst and um, in the Pro Pro playing with these two young guys, and um, it was the best ball portion. I was pretty much out of the hole, and it was he was about 30 feet on this par three. And um, I'm over there, and we're reading this putt, and I said, Terry, I mean, this thing goes uphill into the grain. It goes back over the hills, back down grain. I said, you know, just be careful with your speed, and uh, and uh, just get, make a three, and let's get out of here. Okay, he goes, he goes I got it, I got it. He said, There's a, he said, I'm gonna tell you this, though, and he made sure these guys could hear him talking to me. He said, uh, I tell you one thing, he said, I've played golf all over the world, okay, with some of the best caddies and some of the best partners. He said, I'm gonna tell you right now, he said, that read you just gave me, that might be the best read I've ever I've ever had. He said, There's only one problem. He said, That's not my ball, that's their ball. He said, My ball's on the other side of the green. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> oh man, there's so many of those that could be. All right, was it the beauty? It might have been the Wild News Pro Am. Y'all used to have Casino Night. Yeah. I think yeah. Biff's familiar with that. Yeah. We'll leave some stories yeah. out. But yeah. was that the night that Hart was playing roulette, you know, betting a number, betting a number, didn't, would never hit it, changed. He said, Yeah, I'm going to blackjack. Steve walks over to the, puts on that same number of wins that next spin. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the way it always works. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, Hart's a beauty. We started that one. We used to have it on Probably Then we eventually went out to a private home out there. But it was a good time. That was How'd fun. How'd you get away with that? You know, it was back in the day. You could. We finally got to a point where you, yeah. you they didn't, could. They didn't yeah. open up the gate at the, at the, at the Wild <laughs> I mean, but it was it was fun. I mean, that was unique. I mean, you oh, don't yeah. see that very very. Who often. was the house back then? Can't tell. It, it was. Yeah, yeah. We can now. Those statute limitations are long gone. It was. It, it was. A, it was a member there. Yeah. and a friend of his. Yeah, I went to two yeah. of them before the house, yeah. and it, it yeah. was that was a that was fun. It was a yeah. unique. So it was good. And it was um. It, it was a. Everybody looked forward to it. That was yeah. a fun, uh, fun part of that event. Now you still, I still see pictures of people. You know, they all have a photographer and like you and Miller always yeah. had photos yeah. hanging around. So, 
Well, Steve, thank you very much for everything, for being a great friend to me, being a great friend to the association. I love you guys. Steve, let me tell you what, man, I, I, I call you a brother, and I mean it. I love coming here. I love working with you and your people. I love you and your family. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for for not just Florence, not just Florence Country Club. I'm talking about the golf industry in in, in South Carolina in particular. Uh, It's it's a big piece of what what goes on. I appreciate uh, all you guys do. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, bud. So now, I want you to tell the story. This may just be added bonus at the end. I don't know. That's why I want to give it a little break. About the guy who could pee over this 18-wheeler. Well, this guy, I hadn't seen him in years, but his name was uh, Mac Leupold. And he could uh, – and I was only around at one time. I think this was at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium back in the day. But he had this unique art uh, that he could pee. He could probably pee from here out to the parking lot. But he, the bet was he could go over and they would find two 18-wheelers parked side by side. And that Matt could stand on this side and pee over both of them. And pee over the top of them? Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. It's a, it's, yeah. It seems almost physically impossible yeah. when you think about the power. Yeah. Well, you think about the, the, the urinal or the toilet that, it, that, that <laughs> accepts that on a regular <laughs> basis, you know? But um, and that's one from way back. I mean, wow. I don't, if, if I saw him to this day, I wouldn't probably recognize him. Right, that's right. a long time ago. But that, You told that story one time, and it all, obviously it stuck with me. No, obviously. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve.